Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, let's talk uh, boys and girls basketball to lead things off here uh, today. Uh, first in boys basketball, where Columbus Catholic still holds that top spot in the uh, Eastern Corbelt and uh, ranked number one in Division yeah, 5. Yeah, and going strong. Yeah. Uh, and now that uh, Emma Konitsky's back, and he looked tremendous against Nilsville, seven three-pointers. But uh, it looks like they've got all guns a-blazing, and they are really going to be a force Come WIA division tournament time, Larry. So. Yeah, we thought you know the Columbus Catholic Owen Withy game was going to be kind of a good one, but no, no. <laughs> eighty to fifty five. Yeah, you, you know, usually Owen Withy is a tough place to play, but I think uh, Columbus has taken care of all those myths this year. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're on a mission. They're on yeah, they are. Mission. You know, they've been um, they've been building for this year for a long time with these several seniors, Konitsky, Moore, uh, Jacoby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is their year. This is what they've been going for, and now they've got their eyes set on it. So, Yeah, and uh, Nielsville went up to uh, Loyal, and uh, another place that's hard to play in. First half looked good, but yeah. second half, Nielsville really yeah. used their defense. You know, Larry, i got to say, you know, I've, I, I, since I've been doing this with you, this is the best. that was the best half I've seen a Nielsville play, team play in Loyal, second half. Yeah. By far. They'd, they were just all over the place. Their defense was swarming most of the night. They started late in the first half because they started pressing and got some easy baskets for Boyer to break a 17-17 tie, go up by eight at halftime. But that first 10 minutes of the second half where they went on a 23-1 to uh, run to, to blow that game open was some of the best basketball I've seen ever seen played in Loyal by a Nielsville team. So, yeah, so, so they, uh, they went at 66-32, and uh, Bryce Erickson joins the uh, collection of 20-point scorers yeah. this season with 23. You, get, you really got to love how they, they worked in Bryce. You know, at first, they, he was too quick for the bigs from Loyal, so they put a small guy in him, and then he was just too quick and strong to get to, to, get to the basket. And, and his teammates made some wonderful passes to him, too, and set him up nicely. So. Yeah, so yeah. I think he's the uh, fourth or fifth guy now to yeah. over 20 points for <laughs> yeah. Nielsville this season. And, and there's still season to go. There's still season to go, yes. <laughs> so uh, Columbus Catholic 10-0, Nielsville 8-2. Nielsville still has a couple of tough road games you, coming yeah, up. Yeah, you bet. You know, at Gilman uh, Friday night, which is going to be tough. But, you know, it shouldn't be, but. We've got the gauntlet of going to Owen Withy and Colby, both tough places to play, and again, places that Nilzo has struggled in yeah. the past. So we'll see what happens. But the way that these guys are going, I think uh, they're—I think they're up to the task, Larry. So and uh, those two teams are right behind Nilsville in yep. the standings. Colby seven and three, and Owen Withy six and four. Yeah, and all three teams gunning for second place behind Columbus. You know, for that second place in the in the crossover, which is. Like we talked about, it's kind of a big deal, whether it's girls or boys. So Yeah, yeah. and uh, Bloomer pretty much has a stronghold over yeah. in the uh, yeah. western Clorabel. Yeah, and they, they gave McDonald a beat in last, uh, Tuesday night. So. Yeah, 58-32. <laughs> and McDonald has been about the second-place team. So, so Yeah, it goes 10-0 and 0, Bloomer and then 6-4 and 4, McDonald yeah. and Stanley Boyd. Yeah. So. Kind of similar to the East in some yeah. ways. So. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> That it, I don't know much about Bloomer, but that no. looks like it's going to be a nice matchup in the in the conference crossover for first place. They so. are ranked tenth, I believe, in Division yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. and of course, not being, you know, really our kids not being part of Bloomer because Bloomer was in a different conference. We really don't know much about no. it at all. No. So, and I think we're learning fast. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I think it should be a, a good know. crossover. Yep, uh, coming up on what is that? The twenty third of February yeah, yep. so. in Nielsville. All right, uh, on the girls' side, Nielsville keeps rolling. Uh, they're now 11-0 in the Eastern mm. Clorbelt after 
uh, shellacking uh, Greenwood, yeah. 74 to 11. Yeah, Greenwood's had a pretty fine season, but uh, they have not even come close to being in Nilzo's league. I think both games were about similar scores, and uh, and uh, it just Nilzo getting sharp. You know, they, we talked about last week when they played Marshall Columbus, maybe they were off a little bit, but games against Gilman, Mosany, and now Greenwood, they have, they look like they're uh, getting sharp for tournament time. So Yeah, Paris Opel with uh, 25 mm-hmm. points in that win mm-hmm. uh, over Greenwood. So now Nielsville has won, uh, what, 66 in a row now yeah. <laughs> in the Chlorbel, Eastern Chlorbel and, and, Conference. And got three to go to finish off this year. So Yeah, uh, so. yeah. And uh, the Western Chlorbel, we talked about it last night, mm-hmm. or Tuesday night in the broadcast, mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much McDonald Central and Fall Creek, yep, yep. first and second. They, I don't know when their next matchup is, but uh, that could that's going to decide first and second right there. So, yeah, the rest so. of the guys or the teams are yeah. uh, down a little bit uh, yeah. over in the western. Yeah, you know, you look at you know, look at Osseo Fairchild, always a force in that west, and they they have really dropped quite a little over there. And in, at one time, Regis was the uh, king of the uh, girls' west, and they haven't been real. Uh, much in it in the last few years either. So up a little bit this year. They're yeah. seven and three. I know yeah. they were down. But, but you go back to like the oh. Heather Bovey years. My goodness, they put some teams on the yeah. floor. <laughs> they were at state just about every year. Yes, they were. All right, uh, boys and girls hockey. Uh, boys and girls, uh, both teams got wins uh, the other yeah. night. Uh, uh, some pretty good wins. Yeah, for them. Uh, girls defeated uh, Hayward, I believe, up there too. That's a mm-hmm. big road trip on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and. Uh, they are uh, hosting Eau Claire North tonight at the Milt. Okay. So, and a uh, uh, couple of girls doing really well. Uh, Clarissa Canfield, one goal, six assists on the year. Jordan Berg, two goals, five assists. And then, of course, along with Sidney Magnuson, 2.98 uh, goals allowed and a 93 percentage uh, save percentage, really uh, representing uh, Nilsville well on that uh, co-op team. Yes, she so, is. So. On the boys' side, uh, Black River Falls Co-op blanked West Salem mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. And Wyatt Hanna of Nielsville yeah. had a goal for the Yeah, Tigers. I believe Wyatt now has two goals and nine assists on the season, so he's having a nice year too. Yeah, so. you bet. So, All right, so uh, things are, you know, you don't hear a lot of kids that are on those co-op yeah. teams, but, you know, it gives them an opportunity yeah. to play at least. It seems like everybody else, you know, you go back to like with the Zoskis and a few, uh, everybody gets down there, they, they seem to contribute mm-hmm. from this from up here, yeah. So, which says a lot about, uh, the you know how they were taught up here, but also about the whole co-op that they they're fitting in nicely down there also. So you bet. All right, uh, and then uh, wrestling, uh, the Marywood Conference wrestling tournament was held last weekend uh, up in Phillips. And how about marathon ending wow. Stratford's run of ten straight titles? <laughs> ten years in a row. That is really something. First yeah. of all, but uh, you know, marathon has got some outstanding individuals this year, and uh, it, it starts at one hundred and six with Blake Underwood and. He's undefeated. He was a champion at 106, and of course, he is the son of four-time state champion Craig Underwood of Athens, and he leads the way. Uh, Marathon had four champs on the day, and then Stratford three, Auburndale three, Phillips two, and Schwamagon one, and then uh, Harrison Gravine from Edgar was a heavyweight champion. Of course, we knew that name pretty well from football. So, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, in points, Marathon 239, Stratford 227. So. So uh, in two weeks, they'll all be at the same regional. So Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they'll oh, all wow. be all okay. D3 regional. And, and I don't know who else is going to be there, but uh, definitely all these teams will be at that D3 regional. So, wow, there should so, be some good matches. You bet. And then, you know, you mix in um, probably a Cadat is going to okay, be there. You sure. know, Cadat brings some individuals. Um, it used to be St. Croix uh, Falls used to come over to that regional and oh, sectional. Wow. But now they're up in Division two, so okay. you don't have that to worry about right. anymore. So. 
And then, uh, of course, the Clorabelle Conference Wrestling Tournament is coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah. I had a chance to talk with uh, head coach Scott Bryant of the uh, NGL Warriors uh, earlier this week, and he talked about uh, his season and uh, this Clorabelle Conference Tournament coming up Saturday in Nielsville. All right, Coach, first of all, uh, congratulations on uh, winning the conference dual title this year. Thanks. Um, a little bit unexpected. we got a really young team. Uh, half our team are consisting of uh, inexperienced freshmen, but uh, we were able to move kids around to the right spots at the right time in order to uh, pull out some dual meet wins, you know, that some people kind of uh, were not expecting us to do. So it was, it was a lot of fun. The kids are pretty excited about it. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you, you come into this season having graduated a number of outstanding wrestlers from over the years. So you had to be pleasantly surprised at how well this team did. Yeah, uh, our first match that we had, a, we had a non-conference duel against Medford. They were ranked sixth in the state, and it kind of took it to us. And um, everyone kind of thought, boy, we're not going to be very good. But then, you know, we got matched up with some other teams that were more equal with. And uh, like I said, we were able to move some people around. And uh, we end up winning all the rest of our duels and winning the dual meet uh, conference championship. Were you a little bit surprised as a coach as to how well your team did this year in the regular season? Yeah, I, I was surprised in a good way. So, yeah, right. You know, I'm I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy for their success. The good, the big thing is that we got a group of the young kids that are are showing up and uh, and working hard, and they're getting better each and every day. And uh, I think they made a lot of improvements throughout the year. Any of the weight classes that kind of surprised you a little bit as how well they did? Well. I think just overall, okay. all the kids together kind of st stuck together and uh, encouraged each other to do the best that they can. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that's really standing out, but I, you know, they're working to do the best. And you know, we talk about not giving up pins and saving points that way, even though you lose. And when you got a chance to get bonus points, you know, you got to go for your bonus points. And some of those dudes that we got into and that were close. Uh, it came down to that who had the most pins or who had the most bonus points and so they're starting to understand why that's so important okay now you got the conference meet coming up saturday uh here in nielsville um how do you see that shaping up uh first of all for nielsville how do you see you guys fitting in there uh we'll be competitive we'll be up in there um our short end of it is that we'll probably only fill 12 to 14 weight classes but that's kind of common nowadays um it's hard for small teams to be filling up all 14 weight classes with 14 different size kids uh i think the key one that maybe it'll fill all the weight classes is regis altoona they got the most kids within the conference on their team uh, and they got a couple of state qualifiers that are returning and um they're looking pretty good and with the extra bodies that can score points that they might be the favorite in the tournament okay um what about any weight classes you know you've seen all these wrestlers throughout the year uh, any weight classes that are going to stick out that'll be pretty competitive i overall I, there's state state type quality within probably just about every weight class mm -hmm. class within the um tournament itself Kids that have been there, or kids that have the ability to get there, I believe. You know, there'll be some good matches when once it gets to the finals, maybe semifinals. Uh, and it'll be fun to watch, and it'll be competitive. Uh, at the tournament level, we can't switch weight classes around or switch people around. So once you declare where they're at in that tournament, that's where they got to stay and they got to go with the matchup. All right. Well, good luck on Saturday. All right. Thank you.
That's NGL wrestling coach uh, Scott Bryant. And, you know, I, I told Scott after I did the interview, I, even though I brought up what individual uh, classes he mm. thought were going to be, he didn't really single anybody out. No. He, let, he wanted to make sure that it yeah. was a team effort. Yeah, and, and I think that's uh, the key word about this bunch. You know, it, you don't have, other than probably Hudson, uh, Sebastian Opel, Dane Luchtron, outstanding individuals, but you've got kids that go out and get those third, fourth, fifth place get and really contribute to the team, mm -hmm. you know, and and, and I, I think Scott should be very proud of this bunch and the coaching job he and his staff of uh, Kenny Fremont and Carl Opel have done because, like we said, there's three seniors and then they all and a couple of juniors, but a lot of freshmen and sophomores, and yeah. they're contributing. So, but how do you see that? He thinks uh, Regis Altuna. I think Regis team. Altuna is. Uh, they have some. Uh, uh, I think they have probably the most depth. You know, probably we'll see. Um, Kadat's going to figure in there somewhere with some of their end, and um, Abby Kobe also brings a couple of outstanding wrestlers. So they're going to figure in there. There's 14 ranked wrestlers that are going to be in this tournament. I. Um, you know the weights might be differ, but uh, Regis uh, brings. Of course, Regis is in uh, Division One this year, but Chase Koska at one thirty-eight is number ten. Braden Elby, good looking, one ninety. He's number four, and then in D two, um, you have Tristan Smazel from Abby Colby. He's number ten at one twenty. Uh, Brecken Brzezinski uh, from Stanley Boyd, number five at one thirty-eight. Landon Hole from Stanley Boyd, number eleven at one forty-four. Hudson. Is number six at 150. Uh, Tanner Alupka from Abby Colby, number two at 157. Dane on number 12 at 175. And then you have three kids that will be in this tournament that are ranked at 285, Larry. Um, Jackson Meyer from NGL is number nine. Willie Graham from Stanley Boyd, number 10. And Luis Nava Rojas from Abby Colby is number three at 285. So, Yeah, so I know they, he said he had mentioned that in that interview that uh, – uh, a lot of ranked wrestlers yeah. up and down that yeah, line. You bet. You in know, the weight and, and, and there's some other kids we're not talking about. You know, and then Kadat also brings in Kale Blodal, who's in D3, is number 13 at 120, and Axel Teagles, the last Teagles brother, by the way, <laughs> he's number 10 at 215. So, so, and then uh, Kadat also brings up, and I, I realize she's ranked in girls, but she will wrestle Saturday. Is Izzy Sonnentag. Mm, okay. She uh, she is ranked girls number four at 107, but she will wrestle in the 106 bracket at the guys conference. Okay. okay. And then when the WIA comes, she'll shift to the girls tournament. Okay. So, so, All right. But she will wrestle Saturday. So. Okay. So there should be some pretty good matches. Should be some really good matches. I'm really looking forward to that heavyweight bracket, and then there's some really nice matches in the middle there too. You know. So it's. Uh, and like I said, some of these weights might vary too. You know, so they might move up, might move down. Who knows? You know, but uh, it should be a good day of wrestling up there. So. And it's all at the Fieldhouse. Yep. in Nielsville on yep. Saturday. And yeah, I think it starts at ten, I believe. Okay, so, so all right. I don't quote me on that. But. Well, if you get up there by ten, you should be. <laughs> yeah, safe. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of Izzy Sonnentag, they had the first Queen of the Mat wrestling yep. tournament in Marshfield yeah. last yep. Saturday, and she took first at one hundred and seven. Yes, she did. So she's. She's tough. She was a, she was a runner-up at state last year, so she's tough. And another girl that was over, Ava Gardner from mm -hmm. uh, Marshfield. And Ava has roots from the Loyal area. She's, oh, okay, a, she's sure. one of those gardeners. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's wrestling in that blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. But Ava was, at, Ava was a state qualifier for the girls, too, last year. So Okay, so, so. all right. So, yeah, boys and <laughs> girls uh, wrestling tournaments. Yeah. Uh, they have their own. Uh, the girls do have their own. Yep. Uh, state tournament. Yeah. Yeah, you go to state tournament and championship Saturday night. It's uh, Division One, 
And then the girls are on mat two. Uh, Division two is on mat three, and Division three is on mat four. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, so it's kind of fun to watch. You so, bet. So all right, there it is. Uh, high school sports. Uh, we're getting into uh, tournament time okay. for wrestling, and uh, it'll be hockey is right behind Larry yeah. and everything else. So it's it's going to come fast. And once you hit February, then yeah. it's all yeah. And of course, February being a short, I said you know two weeks from this weekend, girls crossover. Right. You know, so it's and I mean and. And well, we'll talk about it later. But I said before the end of the month, baseball starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe. Yeah. It's all coming. Yep, it's all coming. All right, where are they now on the program? Okay, Larry, I am going over to Marshfield and talk about Jamie Martin, a 1997 graduate of Marshfield Senior High School. In the fall, Jamie was a three-year letter winner on the Tigers women tennis team. Her sophomore year, the Tigers were Valley Conference regional and sectional champions, qualifying for the WI State team tournament where they lost to Nicolay in the state finals. Jamie was part of the Tigers' number two double team, which finished second in the state and quali also qualified for state at number three singles. Her junior year, Marshfield was again Valley Conference, regional and sectional champions qualifying for the WI state team tournament, where they would lose in the state finals again to Nicolay. Um, Jamie was part of the number two doubles, which was a conference, regional, and sectional champions losing in the state finals. She also qualified for the WI State Individual Tournament. Her senior year, Marshall was Valley Regional and Sectional Champions, losing in the quarterfinals at the state tournament. Jamie was part of the number one doubles team, which was a conference regional and sectional champion, qualifying for the WI State Tournament, where they finished second. She also qualified for the WI State Individual Tournament, and she was also team captain that year. In the spring, Jamie was a three-year letter winner on the Tigers softball team. Her sophomore year, the Tigers were 21-6 on the season. They were Valley, Regional, and Sectional champions, qualifying for the WI Division I state tournament, where they lost to Westosha Central in the state quarterfinals. Her junior year, the, uh, the Tigers were Valley Conference champions and regional champions, losing in the to Pulaski in the sectional final. Jamie batted 260 on that year while playing the outfield. Her senior year, the Tigers were 26-0 on the season, winning the Valley Conference Regional and Sectional Championships, qualifying for the WI uh, Division I State Tournament, where they advanced to the championship game, where they would defeat South Milwaukee 4-1 to win the Division I State Championship. Jamie batted 285 on the season. She was honorable mention on the Valley All-Conference team, and she was named team co-captain that year and also was named most improved player that year. Jamie graduated from Marshall Senior High in 1997, and in 2017, she was elected to the Marshall Tiger Athletic Hall of Fame. After graduation, Jamie earned an athletic scholarship to UW-Milwaukee to play tennis for the Panthers. Her freshman year, she was 2-4 in singles and 4-4 and in doubles. Her sophomore year, she was 5-14 in singles and 10-12 and in doubles. And her junior year, she was 11-15 in singles and 7-13 and in doubles. Her senior year, she was named team co-captain and had a singles record of 2-14 and, and a doubles record of 1-15. For a career at UW-Milwaukee, she had a career record of 20 wins and 47 losses in singles and 22-44 and in doubles. Jamie graduated from UW-Milwaukee in 2003 with a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration. In 2013, she earned her master's degree in healthcare administration from Pfeiffer University in North Carolina. Today, Jamie is an integration, integration projects manager for Novant Health in Huntersville, North Carolina. 
Jamie Martin Krieger and her husband Carl, who is also a Marshfield High School graduate and is now an executive for Lowe's Home Depot in North Carolina, uh, they both they reside in Huntsville, North Carolina, North Carolina, with their children Olivia and Emma. Jamie Martin, Larry. There you go. Yep. All right. Uh, well, we had we talked about baseball, but let's yeah. get into the college basketball first yeah. because we talked about it a little bit the other night yeah. uh, the impressive move that the Wisconsin <laughs> Badgers did yeah. in the top twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, seven spots to number six, so they now have their highest ranking since twenty twenty. So yeah. pretty amazing. So, but tough one tonight, you know. Um, and the reason I say that they're going to Nebraska tonight, which is usually a tough place to play, but they host number two Purdue on Sunday, and I don't want I don't think they should be looking ahead up. Over Nebraska before to get to Purdue. So, no, so, no, no, no. It won't be. Uh, yeah, and it's you know we talked about playing at Loyal and at Owen Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. You play at on the road in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what. No matter what the record, uh, the fans in Nebraska really go after go for their teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because this is that is their state team. Right. I mean, they don't have a Milwaukee Bucks right, or anything right. like sure. that. Nebraska sports is their baby, so. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So, yeah, I was going to talk to Larry, too. Um, Wisconsin sport, winter sports in general are having a tremendous year here. Yeah, they are. Um, and the one that I didn't, I haven't really paid attention to it, but Wisconsin women's basketball, Larry, they're in 10 and 9 on the season, 3 and 6 on the year, which is a marked improvement what they've been in a long time. But this week, uh, Sarah Williams was named Big Ten Player of the Week, and Tessa Grady was named Big Ten Freshman Week. First time in the program history the Lady Badgers have ever swept those two awards. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yes, it is. So, yeah. But, and they're so, at Ohio State tonight. Yep, and, they at North, and they're at Northwestern Sunday. So. Okay. But uh, then the women's hockey team is 22-4 and four on the season. They're ranked second in the country. They're hosting St. Cloud State this week at Laban Arena. And then the men's hockey is 25-1. and one. They're ranked fourth in the country, host Minnesota at the Kohl Center this weekend. And finally, wrestling uh, is ranked 14th in tournament rankings and 23rd in dual team rankings. They host Northwestern Friday and at, at Purdue Sunday. So all these teams are just doing tremendous. Yeah, they are. a great year. So, yeah, so. yeah, some of those, you know, kind of fly under the radar. You bet. Bit. Yeah, you know, we, we don't talk enough, you know. A big thing I don't think Wisconsin wrestling, they do not have a lot of kids from Wisconsin on their no, team. No, they don't. No. You know, they, it seems like uh, the kids from Wisconsin, the outstanding guys are going elsewhere, Missouri, Penn State, Minnesota. Uh, not a lot of them are staying in. They, uh, Eric Barnett from Hortonville is one of the top kids at 125, though. He's, he's been at Wisconsin now, so, but he's mm-hmm. a Wisconsin boy. But, yeah, just doesn't, they don't seem to stick in Wisconsin for wrestling, so. Yeah, Stephen Buchanan. And, yeah, right NGL there. wrestler yeah. Uh, yeah. down and, in Oklahoma yeah, now. And Stephen flew, and, you know, Stephen was right down there at the Cole Center for the coaches to see his three years. He finished, yeah. placed all three years, champion his junior and senior years. If the Wisconsin coaches didn't see that, well, they missed it then. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 97, he's undefeated absolutely. So. this year. All right, uh, talking Brewer baseball, uh, they signed uh, Reese Hoskins, yeah. the first baseman. Yeah, he's all Hoping in the fold. For good all in the fold, and like we were talking last night, this kid, this guy was a fan favorite in Philadelphia, and I think he has the potential to be a fan favorite in Milwaukee. Would it, you know? I think he gives them probably the best chance at first base they've had since pre, 
uh, Prince Fielder left on. Okay. You know, they're really, they really haven't had anybody really to stick in there. You know, yeah. I, I thought Carlos Santana did a nice job last year, and I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, resign him this year, but they have not had that big bat in the lineup you can count on at first base. So, right, so. right. Yeah, so Reese Hoskins in the fold uh, for at least a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he option. has an option year. I see that. Yeah. So. Actually, an option, a couple of years yeah. options. So uh, in there, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Mm. But the Brewers, uh, I was just looking here. They get spring training underway mm. on uh, pitchers and catchers report Thursday, February fifteenth. Yep, because they're they're it's not that far away. No, I, I said it's two weeks from today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, because they're usually playing preseason games before the end of the month because yes. their regular season starts before March is over. Yes, yep. yep. End so. of March is when the regular season starts. So Players. Position players report uh, the following week, Tuesday, February 20th. Okay. And then they start uh, the 24th yeah. against San Diego out in Arizona. <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> Three weeks we got, we got baseball going. <coughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, and then they, uh, like you said, they start uh, the regular season. Yep. It starts the end of March. March 28th is opening day for all teams. Yeah, I believe it's at Chicago too, isn't it? Uh, that I can't. Oh, okay. I'm not sure where exactly. Yeah. That right. usually usually is kind of the wisdom they have, but <laughs> uh, no, I no. think it's Minnesota. Okay, if I remember right, Minnesota at home, I think, isn't it? Let me just check here down the line here on the uh, where are we at? March. Yeah, March. We got to go out here to the 28th. No, they got the Mets. Okay, they're at New York. To take okay. on the Mets on the 28th. So we were both wrong. Yeah, hopefully the weather's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no dome out in New York. No, no. <laughs> no dome in New York. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, baseball getting underway. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, youth baseball, we had our sign-up for spring. Yeah, coming up in it's March. coming up in March. March and, uh, and then these kids will start towards the end of March. And hopefully the weather stays this way, Larry, that we can be playing in early April then. So. You know, driving around, mm-hmm. it, it feels like. Yeah it, feel, yeah, it feels like we should be taking the kids out for the first it time. Does. So, it does. It feels know, like a, March out there. Yeah, you because know, the snowpack is kind of gone. And, yeah. You know, so, but we'll see. <laughs> it's <laughs> very, very interesting weather <laughs> yeah. going on. Uh, well, the uh, NFL, of course, they have Super Bowl coming up, but some yeah. uh, teams have signed some coaches. Yeah. Uh, Mike McDonald going to Seattle today. That was the latest Yesterday, one. Yesterday, excuse yes. me. And Mike was, uh, I believe, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. So, yes, he was. So he yeah. will be going out there and uh, – Trying to rebuild a defense, and that leaves one opening at, at Washington, I believe. And you know, I gotta believe uh, Dan Quinn is gonna land there. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what they're thinking though. So yeah, there's been a yeah. couple of names yeah. there, but yeah, yeah I don't you know, know, after Ben Johnson pulled out, you, maybe Dan Quinn gets to thinking, hey, maybe I should go back to Dallas. I got a pretty good defense there yeah, for, another, right. yeah. for another year. Yeah. You know, because that's exactly what Ben Johnson is thinking yes. too. You know, he took a look at the situation in in Washington. Hey, I don't really have a quarterback. I'm probably not going to get one in the draft. And heck, what I'm going to go back and uh, go with my guys. So go where it's uh, yeah. where it's good. Yeah, and uh, you know, and Dan Quinn goes back to Dallas. He's got Micah Parsons and company to you know there. So we'll see. But hey, you know, when this when these open, I thought Washington was probably the least attractive of all the jobs. Larry. Well, and it yeah. turns out, yeah, and I think we're right. That's so. what it is. So <laughs> nobody yet. No. Super Bowl 58 coming up February 11th. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, they played uh, four years ago yeah. uh, in the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, the, I read on uh, Tuesday that the Chiefs are going to uh, wear their red uniforms. Okay. Despite the fact that uh, the white uniforms are 
what has won 16 of the last 19 Super Bowls. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. But uh, the Chiefs decided, nope, we're going to stick with our traditional home red jerseys. Okay. And uh, as of earlier this week, they are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Okay. To San Francisco. Yeah, which is about even. You know, I, I don't know. You know, it's you, you, you break down these teams, and you know, and we can do this later on more, but you, you would think Kansas City's got a little advantage at quarterback, you know, but, you know, skilled people in general, I think you got to give to San Francisco. You know, it's, it's – oh, I tell you. Defensively, I think you go with San Francisco, you know, but – Even though Kansas City played pretty Kansas well against City, all of them. Uh, you know, and, and Buffalo. Right. And Buffalo, you know, yeah. so – I. Kansas City is the hotter of the two teams coming in, as far as I'm concerned, Larry. You, San Francisco struggled to get by Green Bay and then had to make a heck of a comeback to get by Detroit. Kansas City went into two of the toughest places in the NFL to play and won. Right. You know, yeah, so, you know, you're right. So, yeah. You know. Ticket prices, you see that? Average yeah. price could surge to $12,700. <laughs> there is nothing in my lifetime. That I will pay other than a well, not a football not ticket. a football ticket. <laughs> no way. And if I want to take a date, it's twenty five grand. <laughs> wow, wow, that's a lot of money yeah. to pay for just a yeah. I, of tickets. I, yeah, I just no, uh, no. So now, as long as it's still on regular TV, I will stay at home and be happy. <laughs> yes. Uh, now there's a couple of things I, I read this the other day. Uh, what do the 2014 World Series and the 2024 Super Bowl have in common? Well, in the 2014 World Series, Kansas City played San Francisco. Yeah. The Royals hadn't won a championship in exactly 29 years. Okay. And the Giants were going for their third title in five years. years. Okay. This year, yeah. Kansas City against San Francisco. <laughs> 49ers haven't won a championship in exactly 29 <laughs> years, and the Chiefs are going for their third title yeah. in five years. It's been that long for the 49ers, huh? Yeah. Oh, 29 years. Wow. Yeah. It don't seem like it, but yeah, that'd be they've nice. been in it. Yeah, they've been in it, but haven't won. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, Steve Young over over San Diego that year, big time, fifty-five to fourteen. So well, San Francisco won it in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Then the Royals won it in twenty fifteen over yeah. the Mets. Yeah. So the NFL version of that would be the Chiefs win this year, <laughs> then the 49ers win next year over the Jets. Jet, Jets. <laughs> oh God, that means Aaron Rodgers would have a big year. I don't oh, know God help that. us. I don't know about that. <laughs> I said I was reading yesterday. Somebody had um, uh, Jordan Love got snubbed for the Pro Bowl again because they took. Uh, I imagine Prescott dropped out and two guys dropped out, and uh, the alternates first alternates were Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith. That's pretty sad with the year that Jordan Love had. Yeah, very sad. But the Pro Bowl. I mean, what are you playing? A flag football. Flag game? football. Yeah, I guess I mean, it's just a you know the name to thing. be named to it. You yeah. know, Kenny Clark got named this week. Yeah. He's, he, so far, he's the only Packer. But <clears throat> you know, I had nothing against Baker Mayfield because I thought he probably had one of his finest seasons. Yeah. But Geno Smith, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know? Over Jordan Love. Yeah. No way. You know. So. Uh, Bucks got a new coach in yeah. uh, Doc Rivers, mm. and uh, well, they played the. <laughs> He had to go out and play the Denver Nuggets hey, on his first game but, as head coach. But I, you know, I didn't watch a whole lot of it, Larry. But I thought their defense looked much more aggressive. They held pretty good Denver team to 113 points. Yeah. Of course, they only scored 107 themselves. But uh, they're uh, in the middle of a West Coast stretch. They're, they're at Dallas Saturday, and at Utah Sunday. So you know, by the time he gets through this, he should have a pretty good idea what he's got. So right, you right. Know, so but, yeah. Well, I just I just thought their defense was better, and so. I think that's what everybody's looking for right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's what they need. If they can hold teams to 110 points, they're because they're going to score 120. Yeah, at yeah least. they're going to be championship caliber if they can hold teams to 110 points. You know what? Yeah. If fans are what's about yeah. it, so yeah, 
Yep. All right. Uh, anything else to? Uh, uh, nothing. Just we're going I, up to Gilman tomorrow night. I did see another thing uh, as far as basketball. Steph Curry is going to take on Sabrina Inescu in a uh, NBA versus WNBA three-point mm. challenge during All-Star Weekend, <laughs> okay. February 17th. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe LeBron is the leading vote-getter in the West. Giannis leading vote-getter in the East so far, I believe. Okay. Yeah, All right. So. Well, they're going to play the traditional yeah, East-West West, this year. I think that's great. I think that's Yeah, right. I said that other stuff was yeah. made for TV. Let's stick to that. So. Yep. Yeah. One other thing, I would just like to thank my sisters and my mother for the <laughs> for the fine signs in, in Loyal the other yeah. night. That, it meant a lot to me, and I, cool. a lot of people got a lot of laughs out of it. Oh, yeah. So. And they weren't small signs no, either. No, no. It, they could have been yeah. seen from down the block. Uh, yeah. They were pretty big. We'll be up in uh, Owen Withy tonight uh, for Nielsville and Owen Withy Girls, 715 on 92.7 WPKG. Dick and I will be mm. up in Gilman tomorrow night mm-hmm. for uh, the boys, yep. Nielsville and Gilman, also on 92.7 WPKG. That'll do it for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.